All right, before I get to my next guest, John Goen, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Finn Cycles. It's time to rethink golf. The game is at a tipping point. The young people we need in the game don't have four and a half hours to spend out on the course. Pairing Finn Cycles with a desire to play ready golf can cut playing time in half because all golfers go directly to their own golf ball. Plus, it's tons of fun. Go online to finscooters.com and click on Find a Finn for a course that has them near you. I also want to give another shout-out to our friends over at the McLemore. The McLemore Mountaintop community rests atop the highlands of Lookout Mountain, Georgia, overlooking historic McLemore Cove and Pigeon Mountain. Surrounded on all sides by state and national parks, historic land districts, and private land trusts, the resort features an 18-hole Reese Jones and Bill Bergen championship course, a gated residential community, and a planned clubhouse opening in the fall of 2020, plus planned hotel and conference center. The dramatic 18-hole course is made up of a variety of golf experiences, combining canyon holes, highland holes, cliff edge holes that are well-suited for the beginning golfer as well as the senior player. McLemore also offers a wonderful six-hole short course called the Karen. Designed by Bill Bergen, the Karen provides players with a short warm-up or cool-down before or after a round, or a relaxing way to improve one's game with family and friends. McLemore is located a short driving distance from Atlanta, Nashville, Knoxville, Birmingham, and Huntsville, and just 35 minutes from downtown Chattanooga, voted number one best town in America two years in a row by Outside Magazine. While a private course, McLemore offers stay-and-play packages for guests in club-managed properties, as well as a number of membership opportunities, including social memberships, non-resident memberships, and corporate memberships as well. For more information, please visit McLemore online at themclemore.com or give them a call at 800 329-8154. All right, now joining me here on Next on the T is John Goen. I want to give you some background on John. He grew up in Blacksburg, Virginia. He started in the golf business in 1993 out in Phoenix. He joined the TPC Network in Las Vegas in June of 2001. He and his wife moved to Memphis when he was promoted to head golf professional at TPC Southwind in May of 2003. In 2018, John became the Director of Business Development for Spring Creek Ranch at Jack Nicklaus Signature Golf Course in Collierville, Tennessee. In May of 2019, he bought what was then the Plantation Golf Club in Olive Branch, Mississippi. It's now Timber Trust Golf Course, and I'm very honored to have him with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, John, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. John, I, I want to start by kind of going back to your beginnings in the game. Every time I have a, a brand new guest on the show, I kind of like to learn, you know, when did you first start to fall in love with the game? And, and for you, when did you decide that being a PGA professional was the route you wanted to go? So I was introduced to the game of golf uh, probably 12, 13 years old uh, on a cross-country trip with uh, my dad uh, up in Wisconsin with a bunch of his brothers. We went out on a golf course up there. Uh, and, you know, really kind of enjoyed my time and, you know, really kind of took it up from there. Um, you know, and, and continued to kind of keep playing, uh, and played in high school and then played a couple of years in, at a small college, uh, outside of, uh, Asheville, North Carolina called Brevard and decided, uh, in the early nineties to, to move out to Arizona. My, my dad was living out there and, uh, I got in the golf business, um, was fortunate enough to kind of, it was one of those, uh, I guess, freakish encounters i was i was hitting range balls at a public golf course there in in mesa arizona uh and the head professional at the time came out and 
talk to me, talk to me about getting in, into the golf business, uh, actually helped set up a, an interview for me. Uh, and I became a, 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 a cart kid, you know, just like everybody else that starts off in the business and, and then kind of moved through the, the ranks from there. So, um, you know, it was just, it was always, it was one of those sports that I, I took rather quickly to and, and really enjoyed playing and then had a great opportunity in the early nineties to really kind of get in, uh, before the, the whole Tiger Woods boom. And, um, then, you know, met my wife and, and we moved around the country from there. Um, so, you know, we're, we were in Phoenix and then, uh, moved to Seattle. We were in Seattle for about four years. My wife's from the Pacific Northwest and then had a great opportunity to get in the TPC network, uh, at Summer, TPC Summerlin that was, of course, just hosted the Shriners event, um, this past weekend. And, then of course, you know, came to Memphis and, and was at Southwind for 15 years and, and sat in both the head professional chair and the GM chair and was a part of 16 FedEx St. Jude Classics and, um, you know, and then had a great opportunity to join the, 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 the crew at, at Spring Creek Ranch and, and what a great staff and what a great golf course. And then really just kind of jumped out on a, on a limb a little bit. Um, you know, had a, had a opportunity to, to go buy a public golf course in North Mississippi. And, um, we've just had a, a great time with it. It's, it's been a year and a half now. And, and, you know, it's, it's something, uh, to, to just be able to walk in and have a lot of freedom to make decisions and to get involved in, in what we've done and, and really just try to take something and, and, uh, you know, make it, make it something new special fun uh and really kind of bring people back to the game of golf and you know we've we've definitely seen that through the course of this year in particular as so many people have had so you know so many challenges through covid and and uh you know obviously trying to juggle home life and and everything else and to to help give folks some normalcy and get out on the golf course and and provide a fun experience um you know especially with the fin cycles and everything else it has just been a a really fun time for me. And, you know, you know, you're looking at, at being in the golf business now for 27 years and, and, you know, to, to have something that kind of reignites you a little bit has, has really been a, a joy for me and kind of brought me back to, to, you know, the, the enjoyment of why we got in, in into this business to begin with. So John, I, I want to talk about a lot of the things that, uh, that you just sort of walked us through and, and my family and I, we, we lived in the Memphis area for many years, TPC Southwind, it's probably the best golf course, you know, in the city. Talk about what it was like being the head pro at a course that now hosts the World Golf Championship event. You know, we had the FedEx there, FedEx St. Jude for many years. Now it's a WGC event. What was it like being a part of uh, those golf tournaments? Well, you know, as as a young person getting into the, the golf business, I mean, you know, you always wanted to be a part of, of a PGA Tour event. You know, it was one of those dreams that you had and, and, you know, to have an opportunity to, to get involved in, in something like that. And especially to sit, you know, in that, in that head professional chair and is, is just something that you, ha you have to feel awfully good about, um, you know, the, just the overall experience and, and everything that you're working through between, you know, the behind the scenes and the merchandise tent and, you know, having 10 different, you know, types of golf balls because every tour player during a tour event has their own, you know, ball type that they have the ability to be able to hit, you know, so, and sorting through those and, and having those ready for everybody. And, 
you know, to, to be one of the few folks throughout the world that have an opportunity to be able to do something like that was, was very special. And it was at a time, you know, in my life where I've, you know, my, my kids were young. Um, you know, we were, we were a young family in Las Vegas and, and moved here with, you know, my oldest daughter at the time was, was three and my youngest was not even quite a year old yet. And, you know, to, to have them be able to experience that and, and be a part of it and just, you know, have my family be around was, was a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, I look back on those times and, you know, again, feel very, very fortunate to have the opportunity to, to sit in that chair and, and, and be a part of an event, especially with a charity such as St. Jude that, uh, you know, you raise money for, for kids that have, you know, so many different types of ailments and, and to help those families, you know, not have to pay, you know, their, their medical bills and stuff like that is just, again, a, a very, um, a very true blessing and an honor, uh, that, that I had the ability to be able to do it for as long as I did. And John, uh, your course, the course of your career has uh, kind of crossed paths of uh, a couple of really great friends of the show. The first guy is Sean McKeel. And I know Sean is very much uh, a part of the Memphis community and uh, certainly played at, at the TPC Southwind for many years. I was curious if you had an opportunity to spend time with him. <laughs> so I actually have. Uh, Sean and I actually one winter uh, were part of the same uh, duck club. Uh, you know, Sean got a, a piece of property, a, a duck lease, and invited me to be a part of it. So um, I've spent quite a bit of time with Sean and obviously gotten to know Stephanie over, over the years. And, and, you know, we hosted the, the Make-A-Wish event here in Memphis for, uh, you know, several years when I was at Southwind. And obviously Sean was involved with that for some period of time. And um, so, you know, had had the opportunity to, of course, get to know Sean, his family, you know, his, his mother his mother and father um, as well. And, you know, what a, what a great person, um, you know, obviously huge for the game uh, here in the, in the city of Memphis. It was it's kind of funny that, you know, the, the year that we moved here in May of 2003 was the same year Sean won the, the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. So uh, it was interesting moving to this city from Las Vegas and and, uh, you know, having a, a local homegrown product, uh, you know, win a major and how this city reacts um, to something like that. It, it's It's been amazing. You know, I've always thought that Memphis is kind of the, the biggest um, or the smallest big city, you know, around. Um, they They are just so involved in their sports teams and so passionate about them. And you take guys like Sean McKeel. Now, of course, Doug Barron's won on the champions tour, Lauren Roberts being the legend that he is on both the regular tour and the champions tour. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great golfers that have come out of this Memphis market, you know, Casey Wittenberg and David Gossett and, and others. Uh, and a lot of them have come out of TPC Southwind. So, but, uh, you know, had, had, had a great time getting to know Sean and, and obviously, uh, still, you know, kind of keep tabs on him, uh, as he's, you know, still trying to play on the champions tour and, um, but, uh, really enjoyed that, what, that winter we went duck hunting and, and got to freeze our tails off in a duck blind together. So John, what's from all the time that you spent out at TPC Southland, give me, give me one or two favorite stories about what you got to see or be a part of. <laughs> well, there's a couple and both unfortunately involve Phil Mickelson, uh, or maybe fortunately. Um, so probably the first or second year that Phil was here. So it was probably 2010, 11, something along those lines. 
Uh, I was standing out um, on the practice tee at, at TPC Southwind. Uh, I think it was round two. It was a Friday. Phil's getting ready to tee off at 10 tee. Uh, morning tee time. And um, the previous day, he had been hooking his hybrid off the tees. And, you know, there's some shorter par threes uh, or par fours, I should say, out at, out at TPC Southwind, 12 to but, you know, Phil was looking to probably hit hybrid off of and, and, and 12 in particular with the water up the right hand side for him. I mean, hooking a, a hybrid, he's, he's going to hit it, you know, he's going to overdraw it, draw it into the water and, of course, take a penalty. So Bones comes walking up to me and he says, is there anybody here? Because, of course, the trucks leave on on Wednesday. Um, is there anybody here who can bend a club? And I'm like, sure, absolutely. He's like, OK, great. Come with me. So I walk up and Bone says, Phil, this is John. He says, John, good to meet you. I said, yep, thanks. He says, uh, he says, well, here's what I need. And I'm thinking need to bend a club, need, meaning need to bend an iron. Well, turns out that it's a hybrid. So, you know, carbon top on a, on a, on a Callaway hybrid at the time, the carbon fiber top. And so he's like, I, I need you to flatten this like a degree or two if you can. I'm like, okay, well, you know, for all of those who have a bit of an enthusiasm towards club repair, you know, we all use the Mitchell machine. And, you know, so you go down into the cart barn, into the bag storage room at TPC Southwind, and you tighten the hybrid down into the Mitchell machine and, and you know, you grab the bar and, and you start kind of tweaking on it. And, you know, for about normal, you're sitting here going, okay, let's see. So if I break this, um, how do I go to <laughs> Phil Mickelson on 10 T box and explain to him exactly what happened? So, you know, you, you, you try to wiggle it a little bit and you try it. And then, you know, one time I just tried to lean into it just a shade and you kind of hear a little bit of something and you're like, okay, I'm done. And, <laughs> you know, just kind of done. And so, um, I, I get done. Phil's probably about five minutes. I meet him in the tent, the scorer's tent on 10 T box underneath the ropes, walk up. Hey, Phil, here's, here's a hybrid. He sets it down on the ground. He says, yeah, that looks a little bit. He says, that looks better. I appreciate it. And away I went, watched him teed off on T on 10 and, uh, and away he goes. And, um, so sure enough, there's no way in this world I probably flatten that club at all. I heard the top of it kind of, you know, it's like when you stretch a shirt a little bit, right? You you hear the seam kind of pop a little on it, and you're like, ooh, uh-huh. man, that's not good. So I left <laughs> it alone, and I'm like, here you go. Here's here, here it is. I don't know what I did to it. Probably nothing good. So that was that story. The, the next one, uh, so um, – Again, Phil's gone for a couple of years. I've got I've got a new locker room attendant for the event, and uh, you know he is like on fire. Uh, you know, Phil comes in. I kid you not, he's knocking small children aside to make sure that he gets the Phil Mickelson shoes, um, so that he can make sure that he can, he can he can clean them and get them ready. And so uh, Phil Phil comes in and and he's like you know guy the gentleman's name's Carol Carol. He says, what did you do? He says, I've taken these to three different locker rooms and the guys couldn't get this one scuff out of them. And, you know, Carol walks him through the process. He's like, okay, great. 
sure enough, Bones comes in the locker room. He's got two additional pairs of shoes. And he's like, hey, I need to give these to Carol and Carol only. And we're like, okay. I mean, sure. Carol's right there. So he brings them in. He says, hey, Phil wanted me to give these to you. So you get done, you know, you get done through the event and we all know you hear the stories about how generous Phil is. And so he's, he's, you know, wrapped up for the week. I think he finished tied for second that, that week. And he, he walks into the locker room and he's, he's getting ready to kind of settle up with Carol and says, Carol, he says, you know, I can't thank you enough. He says, I'm getting these new shoes from Callaway. I'm going to have them shipped to you, get them polished up for me. And, and I'll send, ship a label to you and send them out to me. He says, I, but I would appreciate it. He says, you're the best giant guy I've, I've seen on tour. And so, um, he, he, he gets, he reaches into his pocket and he kind of hand, you know, he's getting ready to hand Carol some money and he literally kind of, he says, give me one second. He kind of pokes around the corner real quick and kind of like is counting just to make sure exactly what he wanted to give Carol. And he says, nope, yep, nope, that, that looks about right. And he just hands them like a stack, you know, folded over like large roll stack full of money. Just hands it to Carol. And he's like, you know, we'll see you next year. And I mean, I'm not going to get into the dollar figure by any stretch of the imagination. Needless to say, it was a very, very generous sum of money for for seven days of of, of shining shoes. But uh, it was it was just an incredible story. Carol actually said he went into the, uh, the one of the the men's stalls. To, to look and count the money to see what it was. Uh, it was because he was just kind of blown away by, by what had happened, but uh, it was just, it was just a comical week. So. Wow. Those, Those are, are great stories. stories. I, yeah, no, Sorry. I appreciate you sharing them. Those are great. Um, you also, uh, as you mentioned, you, you, you spent some time at Spring Creek Ranch, a beautiful Jack Nicholas designed golf courses where you're, where you I'm assuming you probably cross paths with another great friend of the show, Scott Felix, speaking of bending clubs. Um, yes. Curious if uh, you got to know Scott well. So I've known Scott for, for some time. Um, you know, uh, of course, originally when Scott was up at Double Eagle, um, you know, basically up in the Cordova area, uh, and as Scott has kind of moved around the city, you know, I, I've probably known Scott for about 15 years or so of the close to 18 years I've lived here. So, uh, hung out quite a bit with Scott, uh, have gotten to know Scott. He is, he is obviously turned into a, a great fitter. Um, and, uh, you know, has an unbelievable place out there at Spring Creek Ranch. And, and, you know, that place is just, you know, uh, just a very special location. You know, it's, it's the place where you can go and really not even feel like you're in Memphis. Um, you know, very rolling, undulated pro- piece of property, a lot of elevation change. Um, Jack Nicholas just did an incredible job and, you know, the entire group of folks out there from Robert Williams and Greg King, uh, and the folks that, that are involved running that, that wonderful property. Um, and, and Scott just adds, uh, just a, an, another element out there enhances the ultimate kind of member experience. And, and of course, Rob Akins is a, 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 an instructor out there. So, um, you know, just a, again, a very special place, you know, it's kind of, very similar to another well-known golf course here in the state of Tennessee called the Honors Course. I mean, you can literally drive by it and not even know you passed it. And I think that's what that what what makes that kind of uh, a very unique um, place to go, be able to go play golf. Very similar to Pine Valley and, and others. Uh, 
but um, yeah, Scott Scott's a great great guy. Uh, obviously, very well known. Built in just an incredible reputation for being a, an excellent fitter, and um, you know is is just a a great guy. If you need uh, if you need a tweak here and there to to run out, and, uh, he can he can usually get it solved in a, in a very short period of time. So, John, I, I want to move on to your course now, Timber Trust Golf Course. It used to be Plantation Golf Club uh, down there in, in Olive Branch, just sort of just over the, the Tennessee line there in, in Mississippi. But talk about how the opportunity to, to buy that golf course came about and, and what struck you to say, you know what, I think I will buy it. <laughs> I, I think I am crazy enough to, you know, jump out there and do that. <laughs> um so, you know, I think, I think we all kind of get to that point. Uh, well, I, maybe we all don't, but some of us do. Um, you know, we, we, we pour our heart and our soul into our job. Um, you know, uh, being a, being a PGA professional, I think we all know at times can be a pretty thankless job. And, you know, we work a lot of long hours. We, we work holidays. We work, um, you know, uh, just various schedules and, and, you know, we sacrifice a lot to do what we do for the love of the game. And, you know, um, you get to a point where you have, you know, worked for the, for the PGA tour and the TPC network for 17 years. And you had the fortunate opportunity to work at a place like spring Creek ranch. And, you know, you know how many, many hours you're, you're putting into that. And I think there's just a point in time where you, you want to kind of take a look at it and, and do it yourself. Um, you know, so that there is some benefit to, to you, at the end of the day. And so I started looking, I, I was actually talking to a, a good friend of mine who owns the local club car, uh, distributorship here in Memphis, um, Jim Caldwell. And we were talking about a few things and, and actually, um, talked about really looking at, a, at another local golf course here, uh, in, in the Memphis market, actually up in Lakeland before, um, plantation came on the market. And, um, so about a month into that process, um, plantation did come on the market and, uh, I had known the owner, uh, for some time. I mean, obviously the folks that own Windyke country club, um, at the time, you know, owned plantation and, um, I've known Russ Garner for some time. And, um, when you really kind of looked at both properties really felt like that, uh, you could, you could trust and, and feel comfortable with, you know, what it, what Russ had been doing at, the, at that golf course and, and, uh, you know, kind of what the future kind of held. So, um, you know, it was late 2018, uh, or probably early, really 2019 before we got into a final agreement to, to look at buying the property. And, um, you know, we finalized everything in, in May 1st, uh, of, of 2019 and, and kind of started from there and, you know, really just took the, the vision of, you know, how do we bring a lot of what I have learned in the private club side of things? Cause really that's a lot of where I have been my entire PGA career is, is much more private club oriented. And how do we take some of those things and, and bring it into a public market? Plus, how do we make golf fun? Because let's face it, there's, there's a lot of things that, that golf has been uh, known for and fun is not one of them. Uh, you know, and I think so as, as we kind of took the approach of, we want to be known as, as the, the golf course and, and Timber Trust is, is a very friendly, uh, 
you know, there's some shorter holes. You know, our back tees are 6,700 yards total. Um, our our next setup is a, is a little over 6,200 yards. So it, it's really well designed for the golfer that has the ability to come out and just enjoy a round of golf. It, it could be your career best. It could be your career worst. But at the end of the day, the, the par fives on this golf course are very, very reachable. I mean, you know, the majority of them are probably 460 to 480 yards. And and for the average golfer, it probably gives them a chance to be able to get, uh, you know, close to the green or on the green in regulation. There are plenty of shorter par three or par fours on the golf course that, again, you know, probably give the average golfer a, a, a mid to short iron into them. Um, and, and, you know, then the, the back nine does get a little bit longer, but overall it is just, it's just a fun golf course that you can come out, uh, enjoy the time with your friends and really have an opportunity to just enjoy the day. Um, and, and, you know, experience a, a what is turning into a well-maintained golf course. We, we've got a great superintendent now who's done a heck of a job getting the golf course in, in, back into shape. And, um, you know, that, that was, that was the vision be different. Uh, and, and that's what we've seen. And, and we've, you know, we've, we've started to do things. I mean, clearly last August we were, we were the first golf course in the entire Southeast. Uh, I, I guess outside of Carolina. Um, but you know, in, in our part of the mid South and this part of the country that, that decided to, to get on board with Finn scooters. Um, you know, we've recently obviously added GPS to our club car fleet, um, to enhance the customer experience. Um, and, and we just do the small things and that's what I feel like public golf should really be about. And we don't really see that a lot within our market. Um, so that's, that's the vision I saw and, and that's the direction in which we're going. And, you know, we see a lot of positive, especially in, you know, kind of the, the tail end of, uh, of year two for us. And, and we look forward to, you know, what the future has to hold. So let's expand a little bit on that, John, and, and the idea of making the game fun. And as you mentioned, getting on board with Finn Cycles, I want to give you a huge amount of credit for, as you mentioned, you know, being the first golf course in the Mississippi, Tennessee, that whole area to add Finn Cycles to your course that, um, that people can ride on and, and make it a heck of a lot of fun from the players that I've talked to. And unfortunately we don't have uh, very many courses where I'm at over here in Atlanta that, uh, that offer it. But from the people that do, uh, that have had the opportunity to play on them, they talk about how much, not only how much more fun it makes the game, but it also makes the game so much quicker to play, which makes a ton of sense if you think about it, because when you get on, you know, everybody gets their own. So instead of having to be in a golf cart where two of you are riding and you got to go to your ball, then you got to go to my ball and back and forth, everybody goes to their own ball. So I've, you know, I've heard people talk about it. I got the, I played around in, in, in two hours. I played around in two and a half hours. Talk about what bringing Finn cycles onto your golf course has done from a, a fun and a time perspective. Well, uh, you know, and, you you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, you know, we have seen groups that can play in two to two and a half hours with nobody in front of them. Um, you know, the Finn scooter goes 15 miles an hour, which is a little bit quicker than a regular golf cart. But, you know, just the response, right? Um, 
you know, we've had guys that show up with their golf clubs on their back on their motorcycle and take pictures and say, Timber Trust gets it. How much fun can you have on two wheels? You know, um, the, the response has just been incredible, uh, from our perspective. And, and we've, you know, we've, we've grown our fleet because of that. Um, but just look, I'm not playing well today, but I'm on this and this is making all the difference in the world. Um, it's just, it, it has been amazing. I mean, you know, we, we, we thought that there was potential here. And, and the funny part of the whole thing is that I've got a, I've got a head professional who's a little bit more old school. Right. And, and he looked at me when we originally got our first four last August. And he kind of looks at me with this, like, I don't know what in the world you're thinking about doing right now. <laughs> and all of a sudden when the phone starts ringing and people are booking them, and they just keep going out the door. About two weeks in, he looks at me and he's like, I just got to tell you something. I'm like, okay. He says, I was completely wrong. He says, I, I would have never in a million years done what you have done and go out and get these things. But he says, this is, this is a game changer. It's an absolute game changer. And you know, we've talked about, we, we've not gotten to it yet, but we've talked about, you know, blocking out the first, you know, probably four or five tee times at our golf course. And for those people that need to get to soccer games, that need to get to sporting events for their kids, that need to, you know, get out first thing in the morning before everybody wakes up so I can be home by the time they wake up. Um just for that golfer who, who, because of their lifestyle, because they are family oriented, because there are other things, we are all busy in our life cycles right now, that it creates an opportunity for that person to be able to get out, play golf, and get home, and then experience the rest of their day. And that's what really I think that this has the ability to do. We've seen two segments. We've seen the segment that wants to play fast golf. We've seen the segment that they don't care whether they still go out and play in four hours. They have so much fun riding these things around that that's all they care about. Um, and we've had people that tell us that they won't even hop in another golf cart again uh, after this. And from our standpoint, that's great because we are still outside of one private golf course in our area. Um you know, in, in the Mississippi, West Tennessee, Arkansas vicinity, we're still the only people that have them. And, you know, so our fleet has grown. We, we went, we grew four more in, in October of last year to eight. And we grew to, to 16 in May or June of, of this year. And, um, you know, I, I feel pretty comfortable that 16 is a good number for us. Um, you know, especially on the weekends, you know, you get to this time of year where you get a little crisp air and you get some fall feel and, and, uh, you know, it's always a great time. I, I've always said for years that Mid-South fall golf is, is just spectacular as, as most folks have gone to watch their favorite college football team in our area or whatever. And, uh, you know, this year, un unfortunately, as, 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 you know, you, they've been limited in capacity and no tailgating. I mean, 
we have seen a substantial use of, of the fin scooter on a Saturday because, you know, I can get out, play golf and, and go watch my, my football team come 11 or 2.30 or, or whatever. And, um, it, you know, like I said, the fin scooter has just been a, a huge addition for us. It continues to enhance customer experience, which is, again, what I touched on earlier with, with a focal point of ours. And it makes us unique. It makes us unique to the public golfer. And, you know, that's how we separate ourselves from our competitors. John, just a couple more before I let you go. And as you talk about, you know, being able to book, you know, the Finn scooter, do you have, um, do your returning golfers that get an opportunity, can they call in and reserve one for their tee time? Do you find that uh, some of those guys get disappointed if one's not available? How do they go about making sure that, Boy, I, that was a lot of fun. I want to make sure every time I come out, I get the opportunity to ride on one of these things. How can they do it? Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, that was one of the reasons that we've expanded, you know, by the numbers we've expanded by is, you know, we just kept seeing the demand. And, um, you know, I, I think that we've kind of gotten to a point now where, where we, we feel very, very comfortable um, with 16 because, again, we can send those out and as they cycle through, um, they go 36 holes on one charge, and we can just turn them right back around, spray them off, wipe them down, and, and away they go right back out. So, you know, in essence, you, you have 32 additional single rider cart options, and, and in today's COVID environment, uh, it just provides additional flexibility from our perspective. And, uh, you know, so we do encourage um, any of our visitors that if you want to ride on a fin scooter, that when you call and book a tee time, um, that you go ahead and reserve them in advance because they are pretty much first come first serve. And, you know, for the most part, you know, with again, 16 of them, um, we, we don't really run into too many issues where we, we disappoint folks. Um, if anything, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, I had one day where um, we rented four of them out and literally there were two other tea times that were checking in and they saw them asked if, if they were available in which they were. And then we rented out eight more cycles just by people seeing them and seeing other people rent them. Um, and again, the shares on social media um, and everything just continue to, to be so positive. Um, and we, you know, we can't be happier uh, to, to be a part of kind of the, the setting the trend within our region of, you know, really trying to make uh, provide a unique golf experience on a fin scooter. And take that a step further. Talk about the unique experience, because one of the things that uh, as I was doing the research on you and your background, obviously coming out of the, the private golf club uh, experiences that you've had, you do a really good job from a customer service perspective, taking the things that you learned about private golf and transitioning a lot of those sort of you know customer service, attention uh, to detail and those sorts of things. now. Uh, to Timber Trust as a as a public facility. Talk about the difference you make from a customer service perspective. You know, I just think that it's so important to make sure that our customers, one, feel welcome. Um, I think regardless of, of who it is um, or anything along those lines, I think that um, our folks uh, that, that come and play Timber Trust need to, need to know that that they're going to get treated the exact same uh, with anybody walking in and through the door. 
we thank every single person that comes out for coming and visiting. And I think that that's important um, because in our environment, the more that we can build relationships uh, and the more that we can create a private club feel in a public golf course, um, you know, people are looking for community. And it, I, I think that the more that we can create community through different types of events, I mean, our Thursday night two-man scramble has just been crazy. I mean, we've had 36 two-man teams at the peak of our season, and we're playing, you know, eightsomes on tee boxes to make sure that we can, you know, fit everybody in and, and you know, get a round of golf in. But, you know, those types of things are what are going to ultimately attract people, in my opinion. And the more that you can create that feel, then, you know, welcoming, welcoming to anybody. Um, you know, the amount of, of, you know, female golf activity that we have seen uh, as COVID has continued on has been substantial. And again, I think that um, if we can continue to make it less intimidating for the female golfer, then um, that's that's the direction in which we want to go. Um, you know, I, I, I think that it just, it, it just helps so many people. I, I mean, I've said this now for the last few months. I mean, we have a substantial amount of either golfers returning or new golfers now coming into the game because again we have been we've had the ability to create a sense of normalcy for folks in a very challenging time it is our job now as either golf course owners PGA professionals or whatever to figure out how we now keep them plugged in and engaged fin scooter is one golf simulator indoors is another some type of, you know, heated outdoor hitting, you know, bays to, to continue to allow folks to, to work on their golf game, hit golf balls, do something during the winter time is another. And, um, I just think it's very, very important as we, as a, as a business, uh, as, as an association, as a recreational sport have struggled you know, now for well over a decade that now we have this resurgence and it is so important for us uh, to really take advantage of, you know, keeping folks engaged in what goes on because we all know golf is a fun sport to play. We have to get rid of all of this, uh, I guess, old built up analogy of what golf is, you know, button down shirts, got to tuck your shirt in, uh, got to wear a belt, got to do this, got to do that. Um, you know, people call and ask what our dress code policy is. And I said, as long as you're wearing clothes, not a tank top, shorts, t-shirt, tennis shoes, whatever, come out, play golf, have fun, bring your friends, because that's what we need to be. Take down these barriers that people have put into their heads of what golf is and how can we move the needle to keep these folks comfortable and engaged as we continue to move forward and to just continue to provide a great experience for folks that want to come out and play golf. John, that's fantastic. 
That is absolutely fantastic. Everything about what you said during our time tonight is spot on and really an opportunity for us to grow the game. And I can't, I, I can't give you enough kudos for everything that you're doing, your thought process, what you're executing on, and, and I'm sure growing the game in and around Olive Branch, Mississippi. And for, for my listeners that are now you know, excited about Timber Trust, and coming out and seeing what you have there from a golf course, from a playing atmosphere to the, the fin scooters and all that sort of stuff. How can they get more information, follow you guys online and on social media and get out there and play? Yeah, so uh, our website is timbertrustgolf.com, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-R-U-S-S, golf.com. You can follow us on social. We're uh, Timber Trust Golf on both Facebook and uh, Instagram. Uh, we had the Oscar Meyer Wiener truck out today. It was great. Out of the blue, showed up in the parking lot, came out, played a round of golf, and everybody showed up to take pictures of the Oscar Meyer Wiener <laughs> wow. truck. It's common. Wow. But, uh, you know, huge opportunities there, and, uh, you know, we'd love to have folks come out and visit us, not only for Finn Scooter, but just to really kind of see what we're doing uh, and, and really, you know, have a – have a fun, unique golf experience and uh, just continue to, you know, try to see how we can grow this game. Well, John, it's been a blast having you as part of the show. I hope you'll come back and join us again sometime. Talk about how things are going, how it's growing for you and all the great things you guys are doing. It's just, it's absolutely been a pleasure having you as part of the show tonight. Well, Chris, I appreciate the time and, and anytime you'd like for me to come on, I, I'd be more than happy to. This has been a lot of fun and, and just a, a great opportunity for us to, to push uh, Timber Trust and Finn Scooters. And I just really appreciate you having me on. Well, I'm glad to have had you. John, take care. Stay safe out there. All the best to you and your family and everybody at Timber Trust. Look forward to catching you, uh, getting you back on the show again soon. Thanks, Chris. Have a great evening. Take care. See you, John. That's John going, G-O-I-N, and Timber Trust and TimberTrustGolf.com. Boy, folks, I, I, I'm sincerely, everything that he said about the game, growing the game, thinking about things differently, making the game fun, to me was absolutely spot on. And, um, you know, kudos, first of all, shout out to our good friend, Paul Brunland uh, from Finn Cycles that uh, said, hey, you need to get John on the show. And he was 100% right about that. Um, but uh, I hope that you know, the folks in that area will start to flood that golf course and go check it out and have a good time. Uh, reserve the fin cycles because goodness knows it looks like a lot of fun. Our good friend Mitch Lawrence reached out to me and said, hey, played on a golf course that has them. Absolutely so much fun. Uh, takes the game to the next level. And just think about it. Right. And, and it, we, now that we're in a world where everybody has to have their own golf cart, right, the game should speed up just because of that. But as we return back to some sense of normalcy, whenever that is, being able to get out on a fin cycle, again, fun just to do it, but everybody going to their own ball. So you're not going to my ball, then to your ball, and then back to my ball, back to your ball and all that sort of stuff. Everybody kind of moving the game forward constantly is going to speed up your rounds. It's going to get you back home, you know, to spend the rest of your Saturday or Sunday, whatever day you're out there playing. But it just makes tons of sense, tons of fun, faster, and uh, it helps us grow the game. All of that stuff 
makes what, what John's doing at Timber Trust and what our friends at Fin Cycles are doing. So go check it out. Go play that golf course. Let me know if you if you have and how much fun it is and what your experience was like. Really looking forward to staying in touch with John and having him back on the show again soon. All right, folks, time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Tee. want to send out my sincere thanks again to Rob Strano, Kelly Stenzel, and John Going for joining me tonight. Please check out our website, nextonthetee.net, to keep up to date with what our guest schedule looks like. And speaking of which, scheduled to join me next week are our resident director of instruction, Tom Patry, and another one of the top instructors in the game, my long-lost cousin John Mascari, will be back here with me. I'll also be joined by Rich Kozowski. Rich is the creator of the Perfect Motion app that you heard Chip Beck talking about last week here on the show. Looking forward to having Rich as part of the show. You can stream this show as a podcast on a number of great podcasting sites. We are all over the net, folks. You can find us on podcast.co, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audioboom, TuneIn, Player.fm, and Radio.com. Folks, if you've got a favorite podcasting site, just do a search for Next on the T. I got to believe we're going to be on there somewhere. Folks, thanks again for choosing to listen to the show tonight. We really appreciate the fact that you continue to make us a part of your golfing content. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends.